You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. And today in our devotional time, uh, just studying God's word, I want to remind you of your identity, your identity in Christ. I think understanding who you are is an important aspect of your faith. And um, you may ask why. Well, it's because out of your identity flows your actions. Or another way to put it, maybe James says, out of your faith, what you believe, uh, you'll actually behave and have some works to it. And so this is one of the reasons why God speaks so much in the Bible about who we are in him. Um, We have to have this right framework and view of life to live a blessed life, an abundant life in Jesus and live based off what he said. So often we just need to saturate our minds and renew our minds in his word and trust the promises he's given to us to actually affect our life. Things like we're fully known yet fully loved. Uh, We're forgiven by God completely in Christ. Um, We can talk to him anytime, anywhere. These realities should shape our behaviors, our attitudes, and even the joy in our heart when we actually take them uh, and apply these truths, uh, they're going to shape our lives. Uh, There are so many promises of God spoken over us uh, that we're to claim by faith, to trust in what God has said, to believe his word. And the Bible says when we do that, we're truly saved. But today what I want to do is just read you three large sections of scripture to draw some wonderful truths to remind you who you are as a follower of Jesus, as a Christian, uh, one that is born again, alive and well uh, in Christ. And I want us to ponder, to think about our identity from who God is and then what he says about who we are should affect our lives. Now, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20 remind us of our new identity when we become when we become born again and we're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, believers are baptized in this triune God. Let me read it to you in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. Probably familiar verses, but I want to take a different sort of look or um, uh, view of these scriptures uh, to get us thinking about our identity and not just a great commission. Uh, in verse 19, Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Uh, When we become followers of Jesus, uh, the first step in our faith is to be baptized, to identify with Jesus and his name of who God is. And we find our identity in who he is and living for him. Uh, This is why usually we say, hey, the the first step for you as a follower of the Lord and your faith and to grow in your faith is just to identify with the people of God and who God is, to get baptized, to let people know what your new identity is, that you are found in God, that you are made complete in God, made born again in God. It's a public profession of something that's happened in your heart that's already taken place by faith, and you're letting people know, hey, I'm following the Lord now. Now, baptism doesn't save you, but it should shape you. It should shape you because you not only believe, but you are supposed to observe the commands of this great God. And when you let people know about it, you actually are letting people uh, give you a loving accountability. You're actually baptized into a community, into a church family. And we are to walk out our identity in this new faith because our faith 
now has works. That's why the Bible says in this text, Jesus is like, you need to teach them how to observe these commands. There's something that our God has said. So when we say we want to follow God, Father, Son, and Spirit, what is God said to us that we want to follow and help one another out? Our new identity as Christians are now found in this person of the God head, Father, Son, and Spirit. But what exactly does that mean? Well, the first thing it means is you are a child of God. Uh, you are a child of God, and God is our Father. Uh, this is very relational. Um, you were a slave to sin, but when you come to Christ and have your sins forgiven, you are no longer a slave, but a son, and you are family. Uh, God sent his son to buy our freedom, to shed his blood for our sins, to pay a debt we could not pay. And by doing so, he gave value to us, chose us, and adopted us now to be loved and chosen by God, it should shape our behavior. Uh, and there are many verses about the adoption of God and how God is our Father. But let me just read to you Galatians chapter 4. Uh, Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7 should help us remember this fact and sort of give us some uh, encouragement in this. It says this, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoptions as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. You know, the Bible says we love because God first loved us. He is a great and good father. And we don't need to prove our sonship because he's chosen us, not based off of our behavior, but based off of what his great son, Jesus, did. Dying on the cross, we actually have all spiritual blessings in Jesus and an a, a, a inheritance in Christ now that God is our father. And we should expect good things from our Heavenly Father. Knowing that God is our Father is part of our identity as Christians. It should help shape our actions. Because we have been set free from sin, we're no longer slaves of sin. The Bible says we're slaves of righteousness. Our identity should cause us to walk in love towards God as a Father, but also with love with one another. Listen to Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. I was thinking about this. This verse says about that identity of sonship and God as our Father. For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through, uh, but through love serve one another. Uh, our identity of being free from sin and now a, 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 a servant and a son of the Father should cause us to love God, but also to love others as well. Uh, we don't just go back into slavery of sin, but we've been set free, and that freedom gives us opportunity to love God and to love others. God is our father. We are his children. And this relationship affects us because we're not the only kids in the family. God has brought and restored relationship and brings us into community. And we have many brothers and sisters in Christ now um, that have been fully forgiven and are loved much. You know, the Bible says who those that are loved much are forgiven much will love much. And when we, you understand the forgiveness of God, that we don't have to pretend or perform uh, to receive the love of God that he's just a dad and cares for us unconditionally this should affect your life and this is why the Bible over and over again tells us to love not only God but to love others and to walk in unity our identity right now is we are family God is our father but 
we're not only baptizing the name of the Father, we're baptizing the name of the Son. Uh, the next thing I want you to know about your identity is you are a bride of the Son. Uh, you're a bride. That's right. You're a bride of Jesus. Um, now, I know this seems a little weird for all of the guys out there, right? But hey, if the women could be sons and heirs, then we can be brides as well. All right. Uh, these are allegories or examples of the great inheritance that we have and basing our identity off of that. Um, this is in a marriage. There's great intimacy that is just special. Uh, God says that we can have a special intimacy with him, just like a a husband and a wife have true intimacy knowing one another. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about a sexual thing and how we relate to God or how a man relates to his wife and a wife to her husband. But we should know Jesus and Jesus should know us. And it's good to have intimacy with Jesus fully being known um, because the Bible says he's closer than a brother. We're able to have to bear all things uh, in confession to Jesus to forgive us of our sins and still be loved. You know, Jesus loves us unconditionally, and this should affect our behavior. Listen to Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, verse uh, 25 through 27, talks about this relationship, how Christ loves us like a, like a husband. Uh, Ephesians 5, 25 through 27, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's right. Jesus shed his own blood for you and I. No greater love is this, that one laid down his life for his um, friend, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. Jesus loves us like a true husband, a great husband. He redeemed us with his blood and is working in our lives to bless us and to sanctify us. Uh, he has great uh, purposes for our lives and wants a close relationship with us. And we should expect to have intimacy, a relational like a father, but also like a bride. Uh, just like a bride can truly be herself and be loved, um, so too with us. Romans 8 tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ, for there is no condemnation in Jesus, because he made a covenant that uh, with his bride that he will never break. He told people that, man, you are in my hand, and once you're in my hand, no one can snatch you out of that. Uh, often in Scripture, we see, uh, he's, we're seeing uh, as his people, um, they, they break, they turn. Uh, when they commit a sin, they have adult, it's called this language of adultery. But Jesus always takes us back, always loves, just cares for us as a bride. Even when we don't hit those marks, he's the leader and serves us. He is the great servant. And this should shape us. Being fully known by Jesus, being loved by Jesus is a beautiful thing. And we become like our spouses. We emulate who we hang out with. And when we start hanging out with Jesus a lot, he actually has a great effect in our lives. Our identity in him as a bride should shape us. Lastly, uh, we are home of the Holy Spirit. We're baptized in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter. 6 verse 18 through 21 and i hope these biblical reminders uh, and these truths of who god is can can really shape you and encourage you today because you're a, a son you're a bride in christ but you're also a home a home of the holy spirit god himself first corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 through 20 say this flee from sexual immorality Every other sin is a, per a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. 
Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, who you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. You know, we have been consecrated by God, set apart for his holy service, and we've been made alive through the power of the Holy Spirit. Sin separated us from God, but through the gospel, the good news of Jesus, we can actually have right relationship with God, our sins forgiven, and a beautiful relationship with God, so much so that his Holy Spirit dwells in us. And all believers, if you are a follower of Jesus and have had your sins forgiven, you are sealed by the Spirit of God, and God himself now indwells in you and desires to empower you to not only now do things of the flesh and sin, but to walk away from that in freedom and be a slave of righteousness and has a perfect plan for your life. The Holy Spirit is with us and walks with us. I could pray through the Holy Spirit anytime, anywhere, because God, the Holy Spirit is in me and dwells in me. I can ask the Holy Spirit to comfort me and to point me to Jesus as my great teacher. I can look to the Holy Spirit God himself to fill me afresh and empower me to glorify Jesus through my body. And this is why Paul's saying, hey, don't misuse your body and live in sexual morality. But no, Christ dwells with you. The spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, the hope of glory is now in us. The spirit of God is actively working in my life um, um, as his home. And he indwells in you and in me as followers of Christ. And so this is our identity. This should shape us that we've been baptized in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're family. God is our Father. How does it look like? What does that look like for you to behave uh, as you have brothers and sisters in Christ around the world? Are you loving? Are you building relationship? Are you working on those relationships, loving God and loving others because we've been connected? Uh, we're now brides of Christ, servants. We emulate our spouse oftentimes, and Jesus is the great servant and high priest. He brings us to God and he shows us the father. And now just as Jesus is this great servant loving us, we're to actually have a call and uh, uh, the call from God is Christ to be a servant as well, to lead and influence and serve those. Um, because Jesus is our great bride and he's washing us with his word, reforming our, uh, transforming our minds and giving us a path to walk in righteousness and sanctifying the church. But we're also missionaries sent out to the world, not just relationship with other brothers and sisters in Christ, but those in the world. We're not of the world, but we're in the world. And the Holy Spirit sent uh, us power and strength and gives us gifts to actually be missionaries here in this world to point others to Christ. As his main role is to point us to Jesus. Well, our main role is to point others now to Jesus because that's our identity of who God is and it actually affects our lives. So I want to remind you today that you're a son that you're a bride and you're a home. God is your father in Christ and you're, you have a family. Uh, Jesus is your husband. You're a bride. And so you can be a servant and you can emulate him and you can have intimacy with him and get to know him. And you have a home. Uh, you're a home to the Holy Spirit. God himself, the Holy Spirit points us to Jesus and glorifies the Father, and he wants to do that in and through you as well. And so I hope these truths matter to you today. I hope that as we've reflected on this today, you were encouraged, and we just want to keep on pointing you to Jesus through these live devotionals, giving you God's word and giving you healthy biblical reminders. And so God bless you guys. We'll talk to you on the next video, and I hope that as you learn about more about your identity, as you go to scripture, you'd be able to apply that to have the abundant life. Because Jesus says, when you listen to these things and you put it into practice, you will 
be blessed. May you be blessed as you uh, shape and form your life off of the identity of who you are in Christ. God bless you guys.